there's a, a circle and the center of the circle is basically your immediate friends, like your immediate, like the people, your husband, and then the bigger circle is acquaintances that you obviously have in your life, in your ecosystem, and then the, the bigger the circle. Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wisdom Wednesday. Wednesday. So we've had some great feedback on these, so we're going to continue to do them because you guys are apparently enjoying it. Fun. Yeah, I'm enjoying it too, so even better. (laughs) This is true, and this is a a good thing for us to be able to agree on. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. (laughs) So for the people that don't know, maybe you're just tuning in or you just subscribe to the podcast. Tessa uh, was at one point many years ago, a student of mine, and that's how we met. She uh, then slowly integrated herself into my life and I lovingly accepted and took her in. And (laughs) we went from a teacher student to she became a master teacher to she was coming with me to workshops and retreats and now here she is running the world of radically loved yeah how many years later what like five six six years Uh, now I feel like yeah I always forget to count 2020 I know 2020 2020 doesn't count it does not (laughs) count it's like it feels like this sort of elusive uh, phantom year that happened for many people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll be reeling from that for many years to come, but, um, so true. Wait, Tass, you were just in Germany. Tell us about it. No, speaking of a time warp. (laughs) Well, I was thinking time warp when you said 2020 doesn't count. Yeah. So, um, Germany was amazing. My best friend in the whole entire world lives there. So that is the reason for my visit. And um, aside from that, it's a beautiful country. So, so many amazing, like walking trails, like we could walk out of her apartment and walk into the fields for miles with horses and castle ruins from the 14th century. I felt like I was in Rumpelstiltskin or something like that. Some sort of fairy tale. Wow. (laughs) So yeah, it was, it was amazing, but you know, it's so important. Cass and I have had a friendship since 2004. I've known her for a, a long time. She's my oldest friend and she moved across the world three years ago, 2019. And so we made a pact that we visit each other every year. She comes to either Oregon or I go to Germany. And then of course COVID happened. So this is the first time I had gotten to see her um, in since 2019. So it was just so for me, it 
it being with her feels like being home. You know how home, like this idea of home, uh, sometimes we think of it as a place. And for me, it's really like a state of being when I'm with someone that I love and I trust. And like, one of the things I love the most about us and our relationship is that we're so radically honest with each other and we're such mirrors for each other. And we've grown and learned and we'd have lovers quarrels and, and we're still here today supporting each other through it all. Yeah. Oh God. That, that makes me happy. I I'm with you in all of that. I think friendships are so important. And I think that friendships are very much relationships. I mean, they're like no different than romantic relationships in many ways. And I think it's important for us to be able to share openly and honestly and yeah, yeah, to really honor each other and where we are in whatever space we're in with whatever we're going through. Um, I think this is actually such a great topic. Like after having COVID, one of the things that, and I, I may have talked about this before, but one of the things that I really wanted to focus on, bring more attention, more energy, more intention mm-hmm. to was my friendships and making time and creating plans and following through and not being an LA friend that says, oh yeah, let's get together and have to reschedule because something comes up. So that was, for some reason coming out of being sick, it made me just realize and remember the things that are important. And it just made me so grateful to have the people that I do in my life and to make it a point to really listen and really show up fully and really respect people, people's boundaries and what they want. And I think that it it can be, sometimes it could be, it could be challenging, you know, uh, in many ways. So there's a couple of different, you know, I have different sets of friends you have. I can't remember who talked about this now on the podcast. Maybe we've not actually had them um, had them on, but there's a, a circle and the center of the circle is basically your immediate friends, like your immediate, like the people, your husband, maybe your, maybe Cass is in there. And then the bigger circle is acquaintances that you obviously have in your life, in your ecosystem. And then the, the bigger the circles get on the outside are more, uh, friendly acquaintances, that kind of thing. And it's always been very important for me to nourish that center ecosystem and be consistent Mm -hmm. because it's just like a romantic relationship. What happens in a romantic relationship once you stop communicating or you stop updating each other with important information or milestones or struggles that you're going through, what happens? You start to create a little bit of separation. You know, maybe we think, oh, it's not important. It's not that big of a deal. I don't want to burden them or uh, it's too long of a story to get on the phone with. They're busy. They got kids or they -hmm. live in another state or they're in another country. So the beauty of the voice note comes in. And Ah. I've talked about this before because you can actually record an entire saga after your morning tea like what I do, (laughs) and be able to fill your friends in with the 
the current events. And for, uh, if anything, it's at least not only updating the relevance of your current state of affairs that we obviously with our partners that we live with, we catch up with. So there's that expression, but it's also really good for our internal uh, experience, our internal worlds to have that outlet, to be able to just sort of purge your entire feelings and your experiences. And always it's a beautiful thing to be able to have it received with open and loving arms on the other end. Mm-hmm. But what then do you do when it's not met with open arms, you know, from the people that you love? It's It can mm-hmm. be very challenging. I'm having the situation right now with some of my family uh, that is maybe not ready to hear what I have to say. And that's, that's always okay. Like, I am sure I've been in a situation. I know I've been in a situation where with my friends where they've had to relay information that was unsavory for me to hear. Mm -hmm. And a truth that maybe I was not ready to take in, uh, albeit there was a disagreement and I didn't agree, but I still sat with it and I still took it in. Why? Because I love these people, this person, and I'm going to take it in. But what happens when it's not being received on the other end for you? Um, It makes it very difficult. So I'm curious for you, if you've ever had a situation like this, what were some ways that you were able to move past it? And then maybe I'll share some of the, some of the ways that I was able to reconcile those feelings. Yeah. I mean, I, I could give you an example of the relationship I just mentioned with my best friend where we didn't talk for like two years and, (laughs) and it was on my part, very mysterious because I felt like I got no warning. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't a situation where she said something to me and I was like, that's it. I can't, um, handle this conversation right now. I'm not going to hear you. It was like, she just dropped out of my life and it was so heartbreaking. Yeah. And if we talked about it, um, after we came back together and she, she was like, I felt like you were treating me in a way that my best friend wouldn't treat me. And so I needed to just go and take care of myself. And that was really hard for me to hear because I I think I wanted to protect myself and be right. And I wanted to say, I didn't do anything wrong and you didn't communicate that to me. But the truth of the matter is she is, she gets to have her own experience and her own opinion. And she gets to tell me how it felt to be on her side of the street. And that's, that's her truth. So I can't deny that for her, you know? Um, And So I guess like as cliche as it sounds, I just, I feel like what it took to move through it and how I approached it was to allow her that space and time to, to take care of herself and to heal her wounds and to feel like I harmed her and she needed time to process that. And she, she had to be the one to decide whether or not that our our friendship could continue after that. Um, And so I felt like And this is how I approach most things. Like, I feel like I, I lean towards the sides of giving someone this space when they're, whether they say it out loud or their body language or their actions is saying it for them. 
I lean towards giving the person space. And I, and I, I approach that like across the board with like grieving someone's loss or um, betrayal or things of that nature. And I don't know, maybe, maybe sometimes it's helpful. Maybe sometimes it's not so helpful. I've lost relationships over that way of showing up. Um, but I do believe that the people that are meant to be in my life. And even when Cass and I were going through that two year period when we didn't talk, I always thought about her and I always felt like she'll come back to me when she's ready or she'll come back to me if she decides she's ready. And she's just someone that is, she's like, I said, she's my home. She's my sister. She's my mirror. So I don't know if that's a great example, but it's one example of how I've dealt with a situation like that. Yeah. Wow. That's really hard. It's so hard to be on the receiving end of that to yeah. hear somebody <laughs> say that you hurt them or you judge them. And yeah, that's really, it's really hard. Uh, yeah. I've been there too, for sure. So and the fact that you you were both able to move past it and have this great relationship now where you can see each other and be honest and communicate and have a great time i think speaks volumes on both of your levels of uh maturity your levels of openness and your your level of love one of the the best definitions of loving someone uh to me is the whole concept of accepting all of who they are, mm -hmm. all of who they are is welcome. And truly, when you think about that, it is as simple as that may seem, it can be very challenging when you have a different opinion or a different belief system. But that doesn't mean that you don't love somebody you might not as I say this to Tori, sometimes I might not like you, but that doesn't mean I don't love you. That doesn't mean that I'm not fully accepting of who you are. I disagree with something that you're doing or the way you're saying something, but that doesn't make me love you any less. And I think for me, navigating a situation similar to yours, being able to honor and respect somebody's boundary while at the same time sitting in the discomfort of wanting to fix i'm mm -hmm. a fixer i want to i want to problem solve your pain i want to talk it out i want to have the conversation i want to have the difficult words be said i want to speak my truth i want to feel heard i want to feel seen i want to feel acknowledged but not everybody processes feelings the way that I do. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I think that that is the most difficult point to reconcile in relationships, knowing and understanding and accepting the fact that your process is not like mine. And I have to now sit in the discomfort of that knowledge without trying to problem solve the pain that I feel. Oh. oh, so true. Yeah. And it's, you know, I'll tell you, it's, it's when you are able to have those conversations and speak your truth. And even if it results in 
feeling heartbroken and feeling like, okay, well, we need to take a break. We're having a lover's quarrel. Yeah. A lover's spat. A lover's spat. Yes. That I've, at least for me, I've been through it and I can tell you on the other side of it, that those conversations get easier. I just had a conversation with her when I got there. It was like overwhelming because she hasn't talked to anyone in like two years since they've been in lockdown in Germany. And we had this really good heart to heart where I was like, you're kind of smothering me. I'm feeling overwhelmed in a loving way. Yeah. And she, and we just sat there in public, just both bawling our eyes out and being able to hear what each of us had to say, receive it and give each other feedback. And it was just such a loving, heartwarming moment that I'm telling you, it's so worth it to have those hard conversations, even if the immediate reaction isn't what you were hoping for. Eventually, I do believe that it comes out where it's meant to your relationship ends up where it's meant to end up. Yes, 100% agree. Let's talk about the the nuanced experience of trying to have these conversations via text and how that does not work. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is making professional counseling accessible, affordable, and convenient. So anyone who struggles with life's challenges can get help anytime, anywhere. BetterHelp offers access to licensed, trained, experienced, and accredited psychologists, marriage and family therapists, clinical and social workers, and board-licensed professional counselors. You can pay a low flat fee for unlimited counseling with your counselor. Counseling doesn't have to be expensive. There have been thousands of people who have benefited from online therapy, myself included. With BetterHelp, you can switch counselors at any point if you don't feel like you're getting enough benefit. And you can do it at your own time, at your own pace. You can communicate with therapists as often as you want and whenever you feel it's needed. Help is always available at the time and place that you need. So if you're ready, head over to betterhelp.com forward slash loved. For a limited time, they're offering all of our Radically Loved listeners 10% off of your first month. You could also use the discount code loved and it'll automatically be applied. Head over to betterhelp.com forward slash loved. That's L-O-V-E-D. Or you can simply head over to the info button of this podcast and go to the link directly. A special thank you to BetterHelp for supporting us and our community. Okay, a little story time. Marie wasn't getting enough sleep. Every night she struggled with poor sleep and restless legs. But then she made a small change. And one month later, everything was better. And it was all because she started taking Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium. Marie left the following five-star review saying, I'd give this 100 stars if I could. Within one month of use, I went from daily struggles with restless legs, constipation, and poor sleep to no struggles with any of that. I know it sounds dramatic and far-fetched, but it's true. And Marie's not the only one getting better sleep after taking Magnesium Breakthrough. Amanda says, I fall asleep much faster and stay asleep now with normal waking hours. You have a customer for life. And Cross says, on the first night of taking Magnesium Breakthrough, my deep sleep jumped from two hours, which was the highest reading so far from his aura ring. 
Listen, if you're having trouble falling asleep or staying asleep, one of the best things you can possibly do is start getting enough magnesium. But please do not rush to any store to buy the first magnesium supplement you find. Most magnesium supplements use only the two cheapest synthetic forms. And since you're not full spectrum, they won't fix your magnesium deficiency or help you sleep better. There are actual seven unique forms of magnesium. And you must get all of them if you want to experience its calming, sleep-enhancing effects. That's why I recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. Simply take two capsules before bed and you'll be amazed at how much better you sleep and how much more rested you feel when you wake up. For an exclusive offer for my listeners, go to magnesiumbreakthrough.com forward slash radically loved and use the code radically loved 10 to save 10% off when you try Magnesium Breakthrough. Oh, one more thing, for a limited time, Bioptimizers is also giving away free bottles of their best-selling products, P3OM and Mazimes. With select purchases, only while supplies last, so hurry, you can order now and, and you can get some free gifts. Those are always fun. So go to magnesiumbreakthrough.com forward slash radically loved to get 10% off plus a chance to get more than $50 worth of supplements for free magnesiumbreakthrough.com forward slash radically loved and use the code radically loved 10 to get 10% off of your order. Fresh from San Diego, California comes the only sunglasses brand I'm ever going to wear ever again. I'm talking about blenders eyewear and you're going to be just as hooked as I am when you see how awesome these shades are. I got the Keep Abreast shades where 100% of the profits are donated to the Keep Abreast Foundation. Chase Fisher started blenders by selling his beachy shades out of a backpack while doubling as a surf instructor in Pacific Beach. Unlike expensive big brand shades that you've probably lost or smashed in the past or left in your car rental when you were traveling, blenders are actually affordable. So you're not going to cry as much when the inevitable happens, and we know it does happen. Blender's team is an in-house of designers that are constantly coming out with new styles, from orange polarized wraparounds, tortoiseshell frames with purple lenses, to classic gold arms on black lens. Blender's is also not limited to just sunglasses. You can get prescription glasses, readers, and blue lights, as well as a snow collection of goggles and different accessories. To score 15% off of your Blender's purchase, visit Blender's eye wear.com and enter the promo code loved vip that's l-o-v-e-d v-i-p blenders eyewear.com use code loved vip for 15 percent off of your blenders blenders are rocked with pride worldwide and now back to our show you yes. said something so key i feel that <laughs> when you're in person having a conversation or trying to share something some point it's going to be way different. You can see reactions, you can give space, our intuition steps in and we can navigate the tides of this experience in a very, um, in a very like careful, gentle and, um, articulate way, as opposed to trying to intuit or read emotion via text is just that's not unless you're excellent and very um uh like you are a wordsmith and a master of the language whatever language you're speaking and you feel that you can very much uh portray 
or relate that nuanced conversation, more power to you. That's amazing. Come be on the show and show us how you did that because we are all aspiring writers here. (laughs) However, I will go on a limb and say that for most of us, that's not the case. And I can't tell you how many times I've sent a text that was taken the wrong way or read a certain way or the energy was just off and to come to find out that that I was wrong. So that's why that's another reason why I'm a fan of the voice note as opposed to a text or an email. Uh, Obviously, number one, I'm a fan of having a conversation face to face because it just feels for me but I'm a very confrontational person that mm-hmm. I will also say that I'm all I've said this before. I'm all about a nonviolent, mindful, conscious conversation, uh, confrontation, because I feel very strongly about my people. I'm a very passionate person. I'm also Hispanic. So part of that really comes out when I'm feeling a big emotion and uh, most of the people that are close to me know that and they they know how how I am. But at the same time, it's it's having the realization of not everybody's going to have the same communication skills as I do. Sometimes, and I learned this with Tori many years ago. I'm the person that can have that conversation and I can articulate exactly how I feel and I can give you examples and I can tell you how best it would how how it would have been better for you to say exactly this examples <laughs> example of a solution example of the tone example of the timing i can break it down but again that's this controlling nature that i can sometimes fall into part of my shadow side i guess is this this thing that i do where i want to control and part of my practice is to let go of that control and remember that not everybody's going to communicate the same way that I do. And I have to be open enough to receive whatever communication I'm getting and receive it with the same type of reverence that I would receive my own emotion. Yeah. I so resonate that with that in particular in my relationship with my partner, Jorge, who is also Hispanic and <laughs> he has a very direct communication style. Yes. <laughs> Which Sorry, I, Jorge, we've talked about this before. Uh, I just want to, I just, I find so much safety in that communication style. I find so much safety in it because I'm not, I'm not guessing where I stand with someone yeah. like you, Rosie, or someone like Jorge, who's able to speak their truth. And sometimes he could do it in a softer way with uh, more compassion. And I think that's where we balance each other really well. But I, I too have learned so much from him in that way of, it's almost, to me, it feels like having to rip the bandaid off because yes. it's so scary for me to say these things that are, are emotional. Oftentimes they're emotional and there's a lot of fear in showing up emotionally when I feel really strongly about somebody doing something that maybe I disagree with, or maybe I think they could have done it better. And um, so, yeah, I just, I so appreciate your ability to be direct, to hash that conversation out, to speak your truth from that place of, you know, wanting the best for your friend or wanting the best outcome for everyone. Yes. You know, right now that you're saying that it reminded me of something that um, uh, Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis 
said to me during our interview and and she's coming up here guys in a couple of weeks and it's a conversation you do not want to miss she has a new book called uh fierce love a bold path to ferocious courage and rule-breaking kindness that can heal the world <laughs> it is she is such a powerful leader and speaker and we were having this conversation apropos about telling somebody how you feel and this space between the discomfort of the space between what you want the reaction to be and what the reaction is mm. like what the intention is like what you want to have happen and what is we talked about it in the context of having a resentment even after you shared your truth right so that little space of i shared my truth and I still feel a little bit of resentment. There's still something a little bit of discomfort there. And it's that space between what I expect and what is. And my question to her was, well, what do you do with that? If I even still feel a little bit, you know, like I said something to Tessa and we kind of hashed it out, but I'm still feeling a little some type of way about it. What do I do? And she said, that's where you take a bath, you go to a class, you go get a massage, you eat all the chocolate, like <laughs> do what you need to do. Because at that point, that's on you. That has nothing to do with wanting to build a bridge to heal a relationship. This has more to do with your expectation maybe, mm -hmm. or your desire to want something to be better, which we all know the mind will always want what's better this is where our practice can come in and really bring down the volume of that resentment and we all know that resentment is just premeditated uh uh or, or that when we have expectation is premeditated resentment so we have to reverse engineer that the resentment is there because of some predetermined expectation that you had that is not happening mm -hmm. so i think it's also such a nuanced experience relationships because there is so much give and take. And we had this conversation two weeks ago, right? Where we were having this, uh, when we were talking about like our, don't put people on pedestals and how that can be damaging to relationships or your own self, your identity, <laughs> you know, whatever that might be. But, this whole vision that we have we have certain people in our lives that fulfill a certain role and if they're not filling that role exactly how you want it that's not on them mm -hmm. that's on you yeah yeah and for us to have the discernment and the mindfulness to see that and realize that speaks volumes to your the effectiveness and the efficacy of your practice. Mm, yeah. I also think it, to me, it always relates to, so there is something that I'm wanting from this person that I'm not getting, like there's an outcome. And if I'm able to pause and notice that that's happening, then I'm able to recognize that I've lost a sense of connection with myself. And that connection that I'm trying to make is actually with the other person where I'm not getting my needs met. 
So I just, I love Dr. Reverend Jackie's, um, what do you do in that moment? You go take the bubble bath, you go to your yoga, because that's how you reconnect to yourself. Yeah. That's how you reset, you ground, and you understand that. Yeah, expectations are premeditated resentments because you've lost sight of the connection with yourself and that you are the one that has to feel, fill your core needs, not the other person. And connection is a core need and we need our relationships and we, and we need to be able to have the give and take and, and the communication with other people. But that expectation of what comes on the other end, it, it's so true. It's it's not, it's not about the other person. It's about you. And it's very much a mirror of, I always think of it like a mirror of what do I need to learn right now? Or what am I forgetting? Or what habit am I falling back into? Yeah. This reminds me of uh, Lauren Zander, who I worked with for many years. Her book, Maybe It's You, is a poignant um, resource because mm -hmm more often than not, we can be experts at finger pointing at others. It's rare when we can stop and take stock and point the finger back at ourselves and see that potentially maybe we might be the one with the problem. It's difficult. So that's always, that's been a practice for me for many years. Anytime I've had a disagreement, there's all, even though I feel passionate, I might feel passionate about my truth, which is truth. And your truth is the truth. The way you feel is your truth. And it's no less than mine, even if we disagree, even mm -hmm. if I think your facts are fake. If you feel some type of way, I need to respect you. I need to respect how you feel. And I think that's a big problem with why we are where we are in the state of the world with this person and that person and this belief system or this belief system, we're not respecting each other's experience. And I feel it has more to do with empathy, compassion, and respect than it has to do with this way is wrong and this way is right. But I'm not going to get into that topic um, because I know better, right? So, and I'm just not, that's, that's not where my expertise lies. If we're talking about love, that's a different topic. We can talk about that all day long this whole idea of the process of being able to honor each other and honor and respect where you are so that we can move forward from, from that point, from the point of, I see, I see your truth. I acknowledge your truth. This is my truth. I acknowledge my truth, but there, there's a sliver that I can, I can accept that I may be wrong. I I may be incorrect. When I tell Tori something, we're having a discussion and I'm I'm sure in my resolve and I know that I know I'm right, I know he's wrong. Even then I allow a little bit of a sliver of eh. Mm -hmm. But but you may you may be wrong. There's a possibility, maybe, but it's like, no, I am correct. I'm right. There's no way I'm correct. I've thought about this upside down, this side, that side, over and under, and I know I'm right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, but maybe there's room. If I if you don't leave room for the other, where does the light come in? Mm -hmm. 
that's the truth. That's always the truth of relationships. How could you be so fully committed to your resolve 100% and not allow space for the other, for light, for God, for whatever little space? That's the whole reason why we practice is to remember that we don't know everything. Yeah. There's, Absolutely. <laughs> there's like that mystery, right? I mean, I don't know. That's yeah. Sure. That's there's, sure. uh, there's that mystery. I love that word. I just, I, I, in terms of relationship, I always think about the great mystery of what brings us together, what attracts us as friends, as lovers, as um, people in the grocery store that we connect with, you know, just um, it, the great mystery of what we're all here doing and what we have to learn from each other and what we have to teach each other. I just, I love that word mystery in relationship. It feels so true. <laughs> well, that being said, that is our wisdom Wednesday for today, friends. We are here and we're still taking inquiries. We have our first uh real live guest uh podcast listener coming in a couple weeks and coming here i mean he's going to be here oops i just said it was a he um Spoiler alert <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's 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 going to be very exciting for him and we're still taking uh suggestions and if you're just tuning in just email info at radically loved with the subject title Wisdom Wednesday. And basically you're just sharing your name, your contact information, um, any topic that you are wanting to discuss with pertaining, pertaining to like Wisdom Wednesday. Maybe it's something, maybe it's a question that you have or something you're struggling with and you want to share it here with Tessa and I. We've not done this before and we're very excited and we have had a lot of people inquire I don't know how long we're going to do this. Maybe it's something we start doing every week. I have no idea. It's all new. It's the mystery. It's part of the, the big mystery, but we're excited <laughs> to hear from you. We, we love hearing your feedback and we love that you're listening to these episodes. So thank you all so much. Don't forget to support our sponsors because it's what's keeping the lights on here and over there too, everywhere. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, let's be honest, we're all keeping the light because that's just part of our duty is to be the light, to keep the light. So yeah, that's really all I have to say. Uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned for Friday's episode. We look forward to uh, hearing your thoughts on that as well. Thank you all so much. And Tessa, thank you so much. And we're so glad that you shared your German experience with us. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this, so please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.